This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. It is Monday, January 31st, and this is People Every Day. Hi, everyone. It's me, your host, Janine Rubenstein. But enough small talk because breaking news is in abundance today and I want to get right to it. You guys, it happened. Rihanna and her boyfriend, ASAP Rocky, both 33, announced that they are having a baby. I know you saw this. And how they announced it is still making me swoon. They released a few photos earlier today with Riri proudly showing off her adorable baby bump while draped in a bright pink parka. Maybe a hint that it's a girl? I don't know. And strolling in the snow alongside the dad-to-be, who has previously referred to Rihanna as the one. Well, duh. So congrats to both of them on this new collaboration. I am now happy to wait even longer for her next album. In other news, several outlets are reporting that seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady is hanging up his cleats. The 44-year-old has spent 22 years, and for those of you keeping score at home, that's half his life, in the NFL for the New England Patriots and the last two years as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Now, Brady hasn't released an official statement on retiring, but hinted at it on the Undisputed podcast, saying he's focusing in on his kids and wife, supermodel Giselle Bündchen. The biggest difference now that I'm older is I have kids now too, you know, and I care about them a lot as well. They've been my biggest supporters. My wife is my biggest supporter. It pains her to see me get hit out there. And, um, you know, she deserves what she needs from me as a husband. My kids deserve what they need from me as a dad. And now there is no easy transition to this story. 2019's Miss USA pageant winner Chesley Christ died by suicide yesterday. She was 30. If you recall, Christ was part of a history-making group. She, along with 2019's Miss America and Miss Teen USA, became the first group of black women to win those top pageant titles in a single year. The attorney and extra host will also be remembered for using her platform to advocate for women's equality in the workplace. I don't think these movements have gone too far. What Me Too and Time's Up are about are making sure that we foster safe and inclusive workplaces in our country. As an attorney, that's exactly what I want to hear, and that's exactly what I want for this country. I think they're good movements. Not much more is known about the situation, but her family said in a statement, quote, in devastation and great sorrow, we share the passing of our beloved Chesley. Her great light was one that inspired others around the world. Now, if you or a loved one are struggling and need someone to talk to, please reach out to the Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Well, time to dig into a different kind of sad story today. Surrounding today's show, anchor Hoda Kotb, the 57-year-old daytime host and mother of two, announced that she and her fiancé, Joel Schiffman, have broken up after eight years together. The couple got engaged in November 2019, and in the midst of that, adopted their two daughters together, Haley and Hope. And I know so many were rooting for this relationship. So joining me now to discuss what went wrong is People Managing Editor Charlotte Triggs. Hey, Charlotte. 
Hey, Janine, how you doing? I'm good. I mean, I was definitely shocked to hear this news, but I guess a lot of eagle-eyed Today Show fans weren't surprised because Hoda addressed it in the third hour of the show earlier this morning that people have been noticing she hasn't been wearing her engagement ring. So let's take a listen to what else she said. Joel and I have had, we had a lot of prayerful and like really meaningful conversations over the holidays. And we decided that we're better as friends and parents. Wow. So what else did she say, Charlotte? And I want your thoughts on on why they didn't get that happy ending. I, I was very bummed out by this. I figured at some point they might just like go off and have their wedding privately and like not make a big to-do about it. And then that would be the news that we're hearing, right? Mm-hmm. Like realistically, she's very much an adult and he was very much an adult. And this was like an equation where they kind of just came together and like talked it out. I really very much believe knowing her for going way back that this is like, there's not some kind of secret drama here or anything. I think they realized that it wasn't their priority to Mm. be married. And then if it's not their priority to be married, then, you know, what should they be? What is their relationship? Wow. Yeah. She said, they say sometimes relationships are meant to be there for a reason or a season or for a lifetime. And I feel like ours was meant to be there for a season. Oh, hold on. I know. It's so sad. I know. And and let's take a look back at their relationship too. You know, they are both in kind of their prime. They've They've done all the things already and then they came together, but they came together to have children as well. Joel is a financier and they started dating in 2013 and then they went public with their relationship in 2015. So what else do we know about what was working when it was working. She didn't think she was ever going to have children. She didn't think that a family was her lot in life. You know, unfortunately, she'd had cancer earlier and then like her fertility was impacted by that. And she had a divorce right after that. And she really felt like it was just not in the cards for her that it wasn't going to happen. And so it's like when she was dating Joel at first, I think that they were just like going to expect to have like an older couple kind of relationship, like a more mature relationship. And then when she realized that she didn't think that she could be fulfilled fully without having children. The nice thing is, is that he was, you know, down for the ride and he was like right there with her. I mean, she filled out the paperwork herself, but he has participated in a father capacity. You know what I mean? And their plans, of course, are to, you know, proceed like with both of them being involved in their children's lives. But their relationship where it started and where it went, it really did evolve very rapidly from being something where children were not a factor to where their whole lives are about their children. She actually opened up to Zoe Ruderman, our our colleague on the Me Becoming Mom podcast, about incorporating him in her life decision about children. So let's listen. I looked him in the eye and I said, I would like to explore adoption with you. And there was like a second in there. I was like, this is the end of a relationship or the beginning of a family. Like this is happening in a snap, in an instant. And my heart was pounding and he just looked at me and he said, I don't need a week. In that moment, I like fell on his chest and was sobbing. And hearing that and and just thinking about what you just said, do we feel like that shifting dynamic may have been at play here? I think that they were both totally down for it. In fact, like the last time I interviewed Hoda, she told me that they were preparing and and very much anticipating that they may adopt a third child. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was really open about that. And then 
after our interview, everybody under the sun asked her about it. Her philosophy was, do I have love in my heart to give this child? Do I have time? Do I have the resources? Can we do this? I know she very much wanted to have at least the second child so that her child would have a sibling. And she's talked about this. She knows she's an older mom and she won't be around forever and she wants them to have each other. So I think that they were, they the kids thing, I think that they were both really into it and they were passionate about it and wanted it. I mean, I think if there's anything, it's like, as with all of us, right, during the pandemic, it's been really hard in many many ways. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, you're, yeah. you know, stuck together in really tight quarters, seeing each other in capacities that you hadn't before. Like she told me she had never seen him like at lunchtime, right? Cause he would always, they would be going into like office buildings. So it's like, what does this person eat for lunch? Just like the kinds of weird phrases that somebody would use. She said that he said like, well, yes and no, like all the time, like a hundred <laughs> times a day. You know what I mean? So they're learning these peculiar little things about each other that everybody's experienced something like that during the pandemic. And then of course the wedding plans kept getting just, you know, she had a vision of what she wanted the vibe to be. She wanted to have a destination wedding in Mexico with margaritas and tacos and like a party vibe. She wanted her kids to be there so that they could like, you know, participate. And it was really for the benefit of them. But also she wanted all her friends to be able to be there and to take part. And that is literally the type of wedding that one can't really have right now during the pandemic, right? She's got an elderly mother who she is very close to. You can't feel confident that flying your mom to another country is a safe choice. They did have a different concept kind of worked out. She was going to do like, you know, barefoot on the beach, like East Coast wedding. I don't know if it was going to be the Hamptons. I don't, you know, they never really worked out the details because it wasn't really exactly what they wanted it to be. Well, they do have Haley, who's four, and Hope, who is two. And it just sounds like they are going to continue co-parenting and, and having that relationship be really strong. So that's great. Charlotte, thank you. Thanks, Janine. You guys, there is so much reality TV buzz going on out there today. We've got a divorce on Sister Wives and a double dose of drama on Real Housewives, from an update on the embezzlement charges for Beverly Hills alum Erica Jane to the latest shade being thrown on Salt Lake City. Guess who said this on Watch What Happens Live? Where do you think she got the idea that you slept with half of New York? Maybe it's projecting. I don't really know. Mm, well, more on that and some love and light with Kerry Washington coming up after the break. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
We are back with a much-needed reality roundup. And what you heard earlier was Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Meredith Marks responding to Andy Cohen and kind of firing shots back at Lisa Barlow after a rant Barlow made on a hot mic on last night's episode. The rant had so many expletives, we couldn't even find a clip to play for you. So to put it lightly, Lisa has been fed up with fellow housewife Meredith Marks for being fake and posting staged shots on Instagram, which I, for one, am shocked. Could you imagine a star of a reality show staging anything? (laughs) Staying with those Real Housewives, Erica Jane from the cast of Beverly Hills was dismissed from embezzlement and fraud charges stemming from her ex-husband Tom Girardi's ongoing case. But she's not in the clear yet. While the case is being dropped in Illinois, the suit is set to be refiled in California. The lawsuit comes after Jane filed for divorce in what some are calling a sham attempt to protect herself and her company, EJ Global, from investigation. And she's talked about how the stress has taken a toll on her. It's lonely and it's quiet. And you would be shocked at how quickly people turn on you. And lastly, on to some other wives making news. Sister Wives star Christine Brown shared on Instagram that she's separating from Cody Brown after 25 years together. Christine talked about her decision on Sunday's episode, saying that she didn't, quote, want to be in a loveless marriage like her sister wife, Mary. But to that, Mary said she's still invested in her marriage to Cody, who has two other wives, and addressed why she chooses not to leave. Why don't you just leave? Why don't you just leave? Like, because I don't want to. Mary said that she has hope that Cody will want to resume the intimate part of the marriage down the road, even though they haven't been physical with each other in a decade. Well, folks, today is the 31st day of the year, and it happens to be a very special day for my guest now, Emmy Award-winning actress, Carrie Washington, my celebrity doppelganger, if you ask my friends. Well, today is her 45th birthday, and she's here to catch up and help get the word out about the importance of skincare health in partnership with Neutrogena. She and Jennifer Garner are actually teaming up today to honor some heroes of skin equity on TikTok. So we're going to get into that and so much more. Welcome, Carrie. First off, how is 2022 treating you and how is the fam doing? We're just getting started, you know, new year. It's exciting to have some new beginnings. You know, so far, so good. No, no huge complaints. Uh, well, I want to talk about something you and I probably dealt with growing up, and, and that is skincare education as a young Black girl. And there is this gap that you have been just talking about with Neutrogena and getting the word out about um, when it comes to you know growing up and, and the awareness that we have in Black and Brown communities about our skin and, and what's necessary. I have an 18-month-old now, and she has like baby eczema, and I'm like, I, you know, I, I didn't have that. So I'm trying to you know, educate myself on that and, and what to do and what's needed, but it's so important. This is our, you know, our biggest organ. Um, so, so tell me, did you have that same experience? Call me, call me girl. <laughs> I had eczema my whole life. I grew up with eczema. I had eczema as a child. I still have it. It's much more managed and my skin is healthier than it's ever been, but that's a lifetime of learning 
how to get there. And I'm really moved. You know, there's been so much talk about equity in the past few years. We talk about equity in education, equity in healthcare, equity in housing, and equity in skincare health is a commitment that Neutrogena has made to, to move toward that equity, to work for that equity, and to support pioneers who are at the front lines of building that equity in communities. So everyone has such unique skin and there are unique challenges in the black and brown community. The way that our skin hyperpigments, the way that eczema impacts our skin because of the melanin, the way that aging happens in black and brown skin, everything is different. Historically, some of us have been marginalized. And so we tend to only think that certain people get to be seen or that's what the rules have been for so long. But the tagline at Neutrogena, the newer tagline lately is Neutrogena for people with skin, right? That means everybody. (laughs) I love it. So what have you gleaned personally that you have taken back home to the hubby, to the kids? You're like, oh, we need to be doing this. Be it like moisturizing (laughs) every day or like, nope, we're doing this. I have to say we're a big Hydro Boost family because I'm obsessed with hyaluronic acid. I love the moisture having dry skin my whole life. I'm biased to that category. I was noticing my product had disappeared. I would come home with bags and bags of Hydro Boost, face cream, body cream, cleanser. And I would like, I didn't know where it went. And I would notice it in my teenager's room and notice it in my seven-year-old's room and notice it in my husband's side of the bathroom. And everybody was taking my Hydro Boost. So we are definitely a Hydro Boost family. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, well, I don't want to lose you before we can play this little game where we can get some more info on that and just some day-to-day tidbits on Carrie. So before I let you go, we would like to play a little game we call By the Numbers. We're going to ask you just little tidbits throughout your day. How many times? How much of this? Okay? Okay. Okay. How many times a day do you wash your face? Twice. Maybe three times, but twice. How many makeup wipes do you go through a day? Maybe on set. Oh, if I'm on set, like four or five, but daily, two. How many hours of sleep do you consider good for self-care? Oh, good would be (laughs) seven to eight. How many hours do you get? (laughs) Um, Between five and six. Yep. How many cups of tea or coffee? But I I think tea, right? I'm a tea drinker. Mm -hmm. I would say... I'm trying to stick to one. Cutting back on the tea. Yeah, unless I'm working nights. If I'm filming nights, then it's unlimited. But I'm trying to stick to one. Uh, how many times a day would you say you hear the word mom? Is infinity allowed? Can I say infinity? Is that, is, is that a number that's allowed? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, how many hours do you spend on social media a day? I would say one. What is the amount of time you spend meditating a week? Oh, a week. Thank you for being so generous. Mm -hmm. I would say about an hour a week. How many scripts are in front of you right now? Oh, God. (laughs) I I have, no lie, 11 scripts that I have to read right now. Wow. That is a lot. And then how many steps would you say if you may or may not have one of those little pedometer thingies, those Apple watches? Oh, how many steps a day? Oh, that's a good question. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) But I do like to walk. And a lot of my meditation is actually walking meditation. I do a walking meditation in my garden, sometimes in the evening. Ooh, nice. That really helps me to wind down. You're getting it in. You're just not counting them. That's right. That's right. (laughs) It's quality, not quantity. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. 
I just want to know, like, what would a perfect day for Carrie be like? maybe this week. So hard because I love a good adventure. Um, So I like to not necessarily know what's going to happen in a perfect day, but it definitely involves time with my family. Um, Maybe a hike with my whole family Mm. um, somewhere we've never been before. Maybe where we get to see some view of the ocean or a waterfall or some, some natural beauty that puts us all in a good state of awe, reminds us how small we are. I think my perfect day would include me cooking something that I know my family loves. You know, one of, one of those recipes I always have in the back pocket that I know they're going to be excited about and watching a movie that we all love together. Happy birthday. I'm wishing that, that perfect day on you. That sounds amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for just taking the time. This is awesome. Yay. Thank you for having me. Well, guys, as many of you listeners have probably guessed, it was a tough morning waking up after my Niners lost yesterday. But something that brightened my day was the video of Adonis Graham, son of Canadian rapper Drake, showing off his French skills to his father. Take a listen to this, a little something to make you smile. Yes, please. Show me. So, un foie? Yeah. I love how patient and impressed Daddy Drake is. It's so sweet. Well, thank you all for starting your week with us. We'll be back tomorrow with more People Every Day.